Welcome to Financial Straight Talk with Jim Fox of Wadadley Financial Group. Jim has been helping the hardworking people of the Space Coast manage and understand their money for 25 years. We want to make sure that we have money in the right places that are working as hard for you as you did for it. To reach Jim today, call 321-414-PLAN. Now's the time to sit down and build a plan. It's time to think differently. It's time for Financial Straight Talk with Jim Fox. Yes, indeed, it is time, and it's all powered by Wadadley Financial Group. That is Jim Fox's uh, company and Financial Straight Talk. That's the headquarters. My name's Jerry Payne. Glad to have you with us this weekend here on WMMB. And we're going to take a look at 2023 in review a little bit because it's basically Christmas time. It's, yeah. You know, it, it is time to ho, ho, wind ho. down. <laughs> and that's the voice of the financial straight talker himself, Big Santa Claus, Jim what, Fox. What's he saying? <laughs> what's he saying? Do I need a New Year's resolution? Do I need to drop some uh, LBSs? Is that what we're talking about Listen, here? Or man, what? If that's in your head, that's on you. That's that's not mm. what I was saying. I'm just you saying. You know, biscuits and gravy just taste way too good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So oh, wait, wait, wait! Listen, shh, there's listen. one of the elves around. Oh, what we hear that? No, no, shh. I feel like we have a celebrity in studio with us today. That's what I was going to say. Santa's little helper. No, Brent no, no, Barney. no, no, damn. He's way better than that. <laughs> Build him up. We got to yeah, talk he, about. I mean, he's got pedigree, Jerry. You and I are just a bunch of bozo rednecks. Let's give him. Come on, give him that radio introduction. Give it. All to right. Him. So the man behind the scenes, he is always working hard to cut this show up produce it, make it sound great. He has worked with the likes of Nancy Grace Oof. and uh, other famous radio personalities all over the country. He is the one and only Brett Barney. You didn't even add my, my newest one this year. Who's that? What's that? I, I was doing uh, some of the Braves. Oh, that's right. Yes, you producing were producing stuff for the Braves. <laughs> that's right. You're working on the Braves radio network, getting all that out to, uh, to the radio stations. So, Brett, how are you doing? I'm good. How are y'all? I'm fantastic. Jim, how are you doing? Let's establish this. Living the dream, man. I'm I'm here in Central Florida. The weather, eh, it's a little cloudy, but I mean, bro, we're breaking out UGG boots and sweaters because it's you know 68 degrees. So, I mean, <laughs> how can I not be happy? I love that you have such a good outlook and you get to spend your time in Florida because that's where a lot of retirees want to be. Fortunately, a lot of the people around here, they grew up here, but we do have a lot of transplant friends, people that come down and uh, decide to live here. And you're a resource for them. want to make sure people know how to get in touch with you. Uh, we're going to have a little special show today, but the phone number to reach Jim Fox, as always, 321-414-7526. That's 321-414-PLAN. You can also find Jim online at getfst.com, FST, that financial straight talk. You know, Jim, this year has been a big year for you, and I want to kind of look back. I mean, you moved offices, you expanded the office, you built your own radio studio, you brought on some new staff. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, it has been a wild 2023. I mean, from just really building the team and helping them because that's the hardest part of what I do, right? I mean, the simple stuff is buy a sign, buy nice furniture. Those are the easy things, right? But when you take a group of people and you try and shove 26 years of knowledge into them, right? Like in a matter of, fire hose. yeah, it, it really is. And, and, you know, I got to give a shout out to our team, you know, Pam, Michelle, John, and Lucas. I mean, they have 
they have stepped up to the plate. And, you know, I come across as this kind of wackadoo, easygoing, good old country boy, right? But, wackadoo. man, I, 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 wackadoo, I love it's a very technical term, but I put a lot on them and I demand a lot. And, you know, they stepped up to the plate. They have proven, um, which is their mistake, to be quite honest with you, because I expect more next year now. <laughs> but, you know, they're just such great people. And without them, Jerry, it's, it, you and I have a voice, but I mean, we only have so much bandwidth in our day. We can only talk to so many people. If it wasn't for that support staff, it was just like Brett. I mean, if we didn't have these people behind the scenes making us look great, we'd be a bunch of idiots working out of the back of our car, right? I mean, that's what it sounds like. So uh, so we appreciate the team. It's been a great year. We've had lots of growth. And, and you know, please, please, please understand, it's easy for Jerry and I to sit on the front and take all the pats on the backs and all the attaboys. But the reality is, it is the people that you don't see that do about 85% of the work. And we love and appreciate them. And, and when you all come in, you will see how much involved our staff really is because they're there every step of the way. And you'll realize, wow, I, I don't think Jim runs that place. I think they do. And they tell him what to do because that's the reality of it. You know, so, well, very you, know, cool. you are the leader and you're a great leader uh, of that team. And you've got the experience of uh, over 25 years now. We can we can actually say yeah, 20, 26 now we can say 26, which is crazy. Yeah. And uh, you've been helping people get prepared for retirement for a very long time. So if that's you today, if you're listening and enjoying the show and you have questions, get in touch with Jim and his team. When you come in to the office, Jim's going to be there. The people that you hear on the radio, they're going to be there, and they're going to be able to help you out. 321-414-7526 is that number. 321-414-PLAN and online, getfst.com. Now, this is the time of year we do the Christmas Spectacular. That's why we've got the illustrious... Brett Barney joining us today. And I, I love that you guys said, uh, I make you look good because I actually wrote Christmas trivia today to do oh the Lord. complete opposite. Uh-oh. Well, uh, well you did, if it's anything <laughs> like last year, we're absolute failures, okay? So just know that up front. Brett, where are we starting? I want to start with traditions, right? Because this has become a tradition. So let's talk traditions. In the past, we the go around the world. The greatest tradition of all is the Financial Straight Talk Christmas special. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, literally, right now, Dave Ramsey and Howard Stern are shaking in their boots because <laughs> once enough Take people notes. know about us, they're done, right? Yeah. I mean, well, they're but taking, go ahead, Brett. Sorry. They're taking notes. I mean, I think about all the Christmas specials of the past. You had, like, what, Brady Bunch. You yeah. had, uh, right. what are some Name, other Christmas? We've done five words, guess the Christmas movie. We've done the guess how, you know, they're saying Merry Christmas in different languages. We've done this one. We've kind of done the around the world, but I brought, you know, four new cultures this year that we're going to discuss. But I also want to talk a little bit about our own stuff. I got trivia for us and I actually have some uh, cool American facts to end it about okay. Christmas. American Christmas that you yeah. might not know. Christmas in America. I thought you guys might like that a little bit. But I was thinking about this, this being the third year that I've got to be involved with you guys working on the show. Don't they say in the movie Major League, you know, three, that's a streak, you know? That's so a streak. This, this, oh, three's a streak. Go. Go. More than a tradition. <laughs> I like it. But, okay. So, last year, I looked up. We did Japan, you know, talking about how they do KFC for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Austria, they do the, uh, what is it, the Krampus which, oh, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. parades are wild. Awesome. I've been watching so many of those on social yep. media well, this Jim, year. Well, Jim, your kids love the uh, the Christmas horror movie stuff, don't they? Absolutely, yeah. Silent Night, Krampus, all that stuff. So, yeah, they <laughs> love the, the Silent Night, Deadly Night, right? You know what I'm hey, talking about. by the about, way, so. I saw that uh, Hunter and River, your kids, were playing a concert this week. Were they doing Christmas music? 
Well, they were. Um, River is a drummer, so very cool. And she takes lessons, not just snare, but she is actually drum set. So hopefully that that girl is going to be some kind of like rock star. And Hunter her, is yeah. the trombone. You know, he's an old soul, right? Trombone, but he, he's learned to play guitar and piano. I'm telling you right now, this kid's tall, good looking, talented. I mean, I did not have anything to do with any of this. So the question is, who's the real dad, right? Um, but yeah, they had a Christmas concert and um, you have not lived until you sat through fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth grade band and chorus for an hour in the misting rain. So are you, good times. Are you getting that trombone away from him every now and then and saying, hey, let me let the old man show you how it's done? Yeah, no, the old man doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I sound like I know what I'm doing, but I absolutely don't. So no, Hunter has surpassed the teacher. So, so uh, I am now Luke and he is yoda so that's where we're at in this whole story so (laughs) well on our traditions this year i wanted to start in south africa okay now do you guys know their country tradition in south africa i'd probably imagine it's like it's it's something they eat uh i don't know i mean it's like i've seen how they go to bed they you know close their gates close their doors close the other gate set the security alarm make sure that they're (laughs) loaded make sure that that lion's not coming through the door at them this is good, good luck it's called festive fried caterpillars. It's actually yeah. the pine tree emperor moth. They're eating oh, fried I mean, caterpillars for Christmas? Yeah, it's called a Christmas caterpillar. It's covered in very festive hues. And if you swallow it or eat the whole thing, it's supposed to bring you luck for the next coming year. They eat caterpillars. Order up the yeah. caterpillars. Let's do it. You guys are good. I've had enough luck. I'm, I'm fine. There, so <laughs> yeah, have you guys ever eaten anything weird like that? I, I know... I used to talk to my dad about this. He would say, yeah, like drunken ants or drunken you, ants. I don't really know what that meant. He would be in just pouring it with whiskey on the ants. And I, I think it's beer and ants that are alive and, or you can eat grasshoppers or things like that. I think I may have had a cricket one time. I know Jim's been around the world yeah. eating some funny stuff. Yeah, so so we've eaten monkey, which is probably one of the oddest things that we've eaten. A little too close uh, to people was, for me. Yeah, that was in it was in an we stayed with an Amazon Indian tribe, ate monkey there. That was a little strange. I was lucky enough, although I wasn't on flight status, uh, my Marine Corps unit had an opportunity to go through Seer School or a watered down version of Seer School. I could say uh, for those of you who don't know, that stands for survive, elude, something and rescue, right? Whatever it is. So it's like, you know, how to hide from people and how to take interrogations and all this other stuff. Survival school. And yeah, the survival school, we had to eat some weird stuff. I ate that big, nasty, puffy looking, a redhead, white worm looking thing. that's all gross and grub or whatever. That was, I've eaten some weird tarantulas and stuff, but (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, but you know, like, uh, you know, I didn't get to do the Cobra Feast. That's the one thing I really wanted to do in the Marine Corps, but we never got to Southeast Asia. And in Southeast Asia, they do a Cobra Feast. And th- where it ends is you get to actually take the venom sack and you you basically take it as a shot and it goes down. And so you're actually poisoning yourself from the inside out. So there's some interesting stuff. But um, yeah, that sounds like a Marine Corps thing yeah, to do. Pretty much. around. So, yeah, I've <laughs> eaten some weird stuff. You well, know, you're so. headed to Antigua for Christmas. And yeah. I wonder, you know, we always talk about, you know, the jerk goat that they do yep. down there. Love it. Oh, it's curry is goat, that, but yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that on the menu for uh, the Fox Family Christmas? 100% curry goat. But I've got to tell you, you guys would love Antigua, okay? Because Antigua, they have some weird customs, but nothing that's too crazy. But my favorite story, especially the old Antiguans, is that they will go door to door caroling and it's obnoxious. It is just like out of tune, super loud. <laughs> and the only way you can get them to leave 
is if you give them a shot of rum or better yet, the whole bottle so they can move on to somebody else's property. Now bring and us I some think figgy pudding. That now bring is, us some figgy pudding. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, I think each of you guys, I've, I've brought a bottle of the Antiguan rum back for yeah, both of you. Yeah. And, you know, it is Cavalier. It's absolutely delicious. And the fancy one is called English Harbor. How do you not love a society that encourages people to go door to door begging for alcohol? I mean, it's great. So that's their tradition. <laughs> uh, anything on the? I, I know that you know for Thanksgiving we talk about why there's no turkey. Ham, yeah. yeah we, we so ham. Any other? You know, if you were sticking around in the states and Michelle was going to prepare, do y'all have any kind of sides? That are unique? No, but you know what's interesting that we did growing up that is very abnormal for most people? We didn't do Christmas dinner. There was no Christmas dinner at our house. There was Christmas breakfast. Yeah. And Christmas breakfast was, I don't know how big my table is, my radio table, seven by 10, let's say. It's huge, right? Yep. Maybe it's seven by eight or whatever. Let's put it this way. I would need twice the table space to cover the amount of food my mom put on. And I'm talking about homemade biscuits oh, and, yeah. and thick cut bacon with oh. bones in it. OK, that's Oof. how thick cut it was. Uh, sausage and, and every fruit known to man and all the sweet stuff. And it was amazing. And my mom, she would cook in the morning and that's what we ate all day long. So our tradition was not to have Christmas dinner. And my mom was like, forget well, eat that. Eat breakfast man. all day. Yeah, oh, eat yeah. breakfast and play with your new toys. And. You know, I'll, I'll share, and hopefully Michelle doesn't hear this, and if you guys are listening and know Michelle, do not tell her I said this. But the first year after mom and dad died, after I had no, you know, immediate family really here, Michelle decided she wanted to make a special breakfast for me. And I woke up to the smell of bacon and all the – and we didn't have – you know, we didn't have really have kids at this point. I mean, Hunter was a baby, not enough that he's eating, right? And I come out, and I'm so excited, and she made canned biscuits. And that's the first time in our entire career, or our, our career, our life, that I had to contemplate that I marry the right woman, right? Because <laughs> you don't give a Southern boy canned biscuits, okay? Oh, I'll give her a break. And, um, and we laugh about that to this day. She's like, the look on your face. Everything looks so great. And then you lifted up the little thing and saw the biscuits, and you're like, what the hell is this, right? Oh, so I would say, so that's kind of our our tradition because, you know, it was when all the family came over and they were there in the morning and the cousins and, and Christmas time was so much fun because it wasn't about the gifts. It wasn't about the food. It was about all the family coming together and just hanging out. And literally we ate sausage biscuits and bacon biscuits. And that was our all day food, right? That's what we ate. So that was us. What about you guys? What crazy stuff did you guys grow up doing? Oh man. So Christmas morning is always eggs Benedict that my uh, family's house, my mom, Always makes eggs Benedict. The problem is she starts making them, and, like, you have to eat while she cooks, and then she just stops. So you might get six. You might get two. The night, <laughs> the days you get six, you're like, I don't know if we need the Christmas dinner. <laughs> well, Brett also is fighting, you know, he's like you, Jim, you know, fighting over, fighting with his brother over oh, yeah. what's coming out of the oven. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Now, here's what's funny. That's some bougie stuff. I want you to know that, okay? It's the one day Eggs, here. It's the one day it, yeah, but it's still bougie. Jerry and I, there's no way Jerry has his mama pain or grandma pain ever cook Eggs Benedict. I don't even know what Eggs Benedict is. Exactly. Though. So, you know what? You're bringing a whole new level of class <laughs> to the he's financial strength off the show. joint. Yep. <laughs> well, that, that's coming off of the night before, which I, I'm going to ask you guys about this at the end, but the night before we do barbecue. Yeah, I love this story. Please share it with us. Okay, well, yeah, let's get right to it now. Tradition in my family has always been we do a Cincinnati Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve's always at my parents' house, which I love Christmas Eve, and I don't know why, just maybe because we start out with Skyline Chili Dip, Ugh. and then we go into Montgomery <laughs> Inn Ribs with twice-baked potatoes. Now, 
this has been a tradition because my dad's from Cincinnati, but he's been gone for about five years now, passed away. And my mom decided this year she's not doing the ribs. We're only doing chicken. And I'm going, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? She said to me, because I have family that come, my cousins, they <laughs> have not said thank you to her over the past several years that she's not doing it anymore. Now, I'm, as I'm the not son, there we it. go. Now get it's it. your job to get on these cousins and be like, hey, you need to treat mom with a little, Mama Barney needs a little bit of respect and appreciation for this hard work because I want the ribs. I, well, Mama I, Barney said, ah, oh, we ain't playing this no more. <laughs> Mama, Mama Barney got just a little hood on him is what she oh, just did. She was, and I love it. She's not happy about this. But here's the thing. It, she's brought it to my attention. So I will be watching to see this year if my cousins actually do thank my mom because she would take days, you know, parboiling the ribs and things like yeah, that. And then I deal. would grill them and everything. It, it's a big process. And get those cousins in line. And they're right. younger, too. And they're younger than me. So yeah. my uh, Christmas Eve tradition has always been chilly with yes. uh, with the family. And so that's like, it's always cold, you know, and so it's a nice thing to warm you up. And Mama Payne gets in there and she mixes up the chili. She used to make this uh, thing called wassail. And I think they're, you know, they don't drink. You know, they grew up strong Southern Baptist my whole life, so they don't really drink much. I think it's supposed to have some kind of alcohol in it, but she would make this uh, virgin-style wassail. And it's basically apple cider thickened up with a bunch of spices. It's good stuff. Right. Uh, we don't do the wassail anymore, but I'm still getting chilly on Christmas Eve. Now, i got to ask you, Lindsay, does she get involved? And does she actually do her and um, and John? Is it like a kind of like a chilly competition, or is this everyone comes to Not at Mama Payne's house? Not at all. See, John, my sister's husband, John, he does uh, all the turkeys on Thanksgiving. So we give him the day off for Christmas. Gotcha. Um, okay. We do have we do have a tradition of giving John a hoodie every single year. Love it. And it is always <laughs> the same brand, the same size. He's got probably 15. Well, maybe not quite 15. He's probably got a dozen Patagonia hooded sweatshirts. Same one every year, but now we can't stop doing it, even though he's got one of every color you can imagine. And I've got to jump in because you just made me think of something. This is why I love these shows because, <laughs> guys, this isn't a financial weenie show today, okay? We're just talking about things and how it applies. And to me, one of my favorites, I might have been 15 or 16. And my mom was like, you know how it is, guys. Your mom's like, what do you want? You got to tell us what you want. We can't figure out what you want. You got to write it down. And one day, I, I don't know, 15, 16, I looked at mom. I said, you know what? Stop bothering me with this stuff. Just give me a bag of Doritos and I'll be happy. <laughs> I'd be damned if I haven't got a bag of Doritos my entire life until my mom and dad both died. And I got a bag of Doritos. It was wrapped up every single year. Cool Ranch, and nacho cheese. No, just nacho cheese. Old school, man. We are old oh, school, right? Yeah. Bag of Doritos, family size. <laughs> Here's what I love. Bag of Doritos. Family yeah. size. I family love size. The big boy, right? And guess what? Last year... We were up in, in the Blue Ridge Mountains, as you guys know. I look under the tree, and I know what it is. And I'm telling you, <laughs> of all the things that I own and all the – I can buy almost anything I kind of want. You know, all that kind of stuff, right? I'm at that stage of my life. I My soul was happy to unwrap a bag of Doritos again because it's funny how, like, these things that aren't 
connected. Ribs are not connected to Christmas. No, not at all. The chili is not connected to Christmas, right? It's like these are the (laughs) things that make us. And here we are. And if I remember correctly, it's obviously me, the oldest now, 51. Can you believe I'm saying that out loud? (laughs) 51 years old. Jerry's in his mid. mid, uh, It's not really mid. 30s yet or you mid? 37, 38 in a couple of months. And then, Brett, you're what? In your early 30s, right? Yeah, 34. So here we are, guys, like, like, and here it's different generations and here we are thinking about. So I guess my message to the to our listeners is you might think that this is kind of a stupid thing to do. Now the kids are older and maybe it doesn't resonate as well. Keep those traditions up because yeah. they do. They do stick with us. They do years and years and Thanksgiving, Easter. I mean, all I carry stuff from when I was five or six years old. These silly little you know traditions that I miss as a fifty-one year old. Now all the family's pretty much gone, and um, so if there's but something it's the memories you do that's that walking. keep going. It's yes. Now let me ask you about Hunter and River. Do you do the Elf on the Shelf stuff with them? So we did obviously for a while, and it was great, and it was the most. I hated that stupid thing. I just want you to be completely honest with you. Listen, know that if you bring that jerk into your house, okay, I'm looking forward to the day Elf on the Shelf goes in the fire pit because we're going to have a party with that guy. But right now, Elf on the Shelf, and by the way, you know, you, you, you get this thing for your kids when they're, you know, got seven brain cells bouncing together, right? So what's our Elf's name? Because obviously Hunter's a toddler. It's Elfie, right? Okay, what a, great. How creative, Elfie. Well, now... These kids are doing Elfie, and they're moving Elfie all over the place. And I'm telling you, if Elfie gets into my bathroom one more time, he's going in the (laughs) toilet, okay? But it's a fun thing. Like, it's a fun thing to do, but like anything else in life, man, all these damn Instagram people and all, they're like getting so elaborate with this stuff, man, that you've got to feel like you got to have an engineering degree to come up with your Elf story for the night. But yes, the short answer is yes, they did, Jerry. Elfie's going to be on the roof repairing some shingles. Elfie's going to sit next to a shotgun target soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) Brett, what else you got? Well, I got to ask you, Jerry, real quick. This is a yes or no question. Beans in the chili? (laughs) Of course. Okay, good. If, if it doesn't have beans, it's not chili. I don't even know what these... If it's these just, Texas people, it's dog. Just, it's just meat sauce. Yeah. I, this right. is like a long debate that I've had with... Beans or not? Tell me, Brett. Beans? I'm a as many beans as you want to put in. I yes, love yeah, yes, yes, make sure, yes. Make sure you're prepared for that later on. <laughs> the magical fruit, man. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the, I like my chili thick. I like my chili with beans, and I like it spicy. I like it as right, hot right, as you right, can right. get it. Since we're doing this, okay, Since and this is what I love about our show, is because this is where we either have a whole new group of people that love us, or everyone's left, and it's just the three of us now, right? That's what's happening. But when it comes to chili, okay, my dad was a diehard saltines fan, right? He wanted the saltines. Yeah. My mom loved those horrible little, what do they call them, oysters? Oysters or what are, are the best. Oysters are awesome. I, I'm, about to, I'm about to disown both of you, okay? Oyster crackers yeah. are great. I, I horrible. Would, I would be horrible, disowned over oyster crackers. Horrible. Then my cousin loved the Ritz crackers, right? Also They're, good. But to me, there's only one type of cracker you can have in a chili. It's a club cracker. It's the only one. There's, there's no wrong no, answer here. There is, but there, yes, there is. It's called oyster crackers. No. If there's an oyster cracker, those are, I, I don't know if that's like, hey, we've got like old, nasty, dry stuff with no flavor and no salt. What could we do with it? Oh, if we bag it up, make it look good, people will buy it. Well, obviously that's what's going on huh. here. But I love my club crackers, and apparently you guys are those funky little I'll whatever. Take, whatever crackers are in the pantry go in, good, go in chili, and it makes it better. 
That's what I, I mean, I'm not picky about my crackers, Jim. Well, you know, I'm telling you, I still am upset. I'm All right, very well, upset about the whole. let me reset this. Let me reset this. I want to get a poll from the audience. You know, Jim, yes. we had calls years ago about how people prefer their peanut butter and jelly sandwich. By the way, you're still gross. I just need to tell you, you are the nasty. We're saving. Toast if your you, bread. No, hold on. No, no, no. Don't even do it. If you want to know how disgusting my brother from another mother is, here's what you got to listen to. You got to listen to that next show on either Saturday morning at 9 a.m. or at 1 p.m. on Sunday, you need to listen because I am going to bring this back up and we're going to prove once and for all, it's going to be on the number of calls we get, who is right and who is wrong. But I will tell you, you will not like Jerry Payne when this when this happens. Toast okay, so bread. be prepared. Toast your don't. Bread. Don't even listen to him. <laughs> but please crazy. go ahead. Reset the conversation, Mr. Listen, Payne. If you want to tell us how you like your chili, does it take beans? <laughs> what kind of crackers you like? Listen, we take all input on this Lucas show. is like, great. Here yeah. comes these calls. Yeah, all right. So 321-414-7526. You're listening to Financial Straight Talk with Jim Fox. Having some fun for Christmas this weekend. We got Brett Barney in the house. My name's Jerry Payne, and we are glad you're with us today. Taking a little break from some of the financial stress and just enjoying the Christmas season. Brett, what else? Okay, I think you guys might be from Barbados. Barbados? Definitely, uh, Jim. Okay. I am down. What? Uh, look, we're, we're not off to a bad in start. The family, yeah. <laughs> This is my thought. You guys discuss food pretty regularly, especially this time of year on the show. If people haven't noticed, we just spent like 20 minutes talking about it. Check out this Christmas tradition in Barbados. I almost messed up the name. Every table has to have a baked ham decorated Mm -hmm. with a pineapple and a rum cake. Yeah, oh, I completely support it. I completely it. support it. Yeah. yeah, what's wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just I know that is beautiful. You guys, this is you know the Hamford Thanksgiving. No turkey yeah. team. Turkey's bad. Jim, yes. you been to Barbados? I have been to Barbados multiple times. Michelle has family Let's there. Let's go back. I am down for Barbados. So count Financial Straight Talk Barbados 2024. Count me in for that. Let's do it. All right. The next place we're going, Ukraine. The Ukraine. They, Not a good place to be right now. No. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't you. know if you go look at some of those Instagram pages, but we're not going I'm down gonna, that A different hole. subject, yeah, but I agree. That is true. There's a point to be made there. Well, they observe <laughs> Christmas Day on January 7th. By dressing in traditional garments and walking through the town singing carols, they have a dish called kutya made of cooked wheat mixed with honey, ground poppy seeds, and sometimes nuts. It's a very popular treat, Christmas Eve treat. But what I liked about this, because it reminds me of how I cook pasta, they take it and they throw it at the ceiling, and if it sticks, they're going to have a good harvest the next year. Oh, man. How do you get... It's honey. How does it not stick to the ceiling? How do you get that down? Right. A spatula? <laughs> I, don't know. I guess. Stool? I don't know, man. That, you know, I mean, God bless them. You know, give me Krampus. Like two, three weeks later <laughs> after Christmas proper, I guess we're throwing dough at the ceiling Send, and seeing if yeah. it sticks. Sure. Send me to Why Japan. Not? I just want to go back to the KFC Christmas. But our last <laughs> one we have is India. India, they celebrate just no. midnight mass in present giving. And then instead of Christmas trees, though, this is their tradition. They decorate banana trees and mango trees. I like oh, no, I'm in. I'm Indian, too. Look at that. <laughs> Jim, I don't know if you know this. Uh, in the office here, Brett and I share some space, and we do have uh, we have an office plant. His name is Robert Plant, and we do decorate him for Christmas. <laughs> so Brett brought us uh, Brett brought us some uh, some Christmas ornaments in, and we, we decorated them. And our best one is Pickless Cage. It's yeah. a pickle with Nicolas Cage's face in it. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what happens around here. Oh, Lord, help me. Oh, uh, well, I'm any sorry. Any clients we were going to get from any of our radio shows have just left the show. They're like <laughs> Pickleless Cage, Robert Plant. I mean, Lord, help us. Okay, please continue. Time. You got you to gotta have fun with it. Yeah, if you don't have fun at work, I, I don't know what you're doing. All right, uh, so so let's just do this. Okay, so who likes jelly beans on Christmas? Like, I love my jelly, jelly bellies. Bean. I don't jelly really be- jelly I don't really bellies. Get down really? On jelly beans. Starburst jelly beans are amazing. Yeah, but they are. But see, those are like. But tell, tell, all of a sudden I went to my rich friend's house and I had, I never knew how poor we were, right? Because we had those big fat daddy jelly beans. And I thought fat jelly beans were like rich people jelly beans. I was like, woo, we got. Then I went to my friend's house and I had them the little tiny little miniature jelly beans. I'm like, ooh, that's like poor people. I thought they were rich. I tried them. Guess what? I understand rich people jelly beans now. Those oh. are delicious. So, Jim, in retirement, <laughs> we're looking for the tiny jelly beans. We want to be able to get whatever jelly beans we want. You want to be able to go to Costco and buy the big jug of those Jelly Bellies. Don't, not- get, don't even say that word, Costco, because Brett's been trying to sell me on this membership. <laughs> He's sending me texts at night. He's like, look at these deals. I'm sending him comparing gas prices. I'm sending him Instagram pages of Costco hunters and stuff. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Why are you not a member? I might have to, uh, might have to jump. I told him we can go over there and get a dollar fifty hot dog and a, uh, a or drink. eight dollar for a giant pizza. I mean, yeah. it's a great deal. I didn't know they had eight buck pizza for a whole thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like eight or nine, and it's when I mean it's massive. And, and no, no lie, the hot dog's like a dollar. Uh, I'm I mean, sold. <laughs> I'm sold. Biggest mistake I ever made was trying to throw a Super Bowl party. And I was like, I'm going to do Costco pizzas. I went and bought two of them. Yeah, they don't fit in your fridge. No, <laughs> no, but they didn't and, in and, mine. Yeah, they're huge. I mean, amazing. And by the way, just FYI, I know this because I'm begging Michelle to do it. You can go and buy the pre, like the rolls from Costco, and you can buy the ones that they serve in the, the bakery. And the cookies, you can buy them frozen, put them in your refri- in your freezer, and then bust them out as you need them along the way. They're delicious. I mean, right, I'm getting hungry at this point. We've talked a lot about food. food. This is all food, right? Half of the show well, here. I'm, I'm switching up. We're going to trivia next. So right, we're getting off of trivia. Food. Bum, we're going to wish bum, we were bum, at food bum. in just a second. So, <laughs> All right. So Christmas trivia. And like I said, I actually wrote these. And uh, it might be a little tough here. I did it different this year. I always go easy to hard. This year, I think I'm going, it gets easier as it goes. Okay. okay. So let's okay, get great. over this first Maybe. wall. All right. Who is credited for creating the tradition of the Christmas tree? Who is, who who is credited for creating the tradition the of the Christmas tree? It's yeah, a, it's, it's a, a pagan person. thing, right? It's a, uh, it's a person. Oh, a person? I don't know any famous pagans. Um, how about... Emperor Commodus. I'm throwing. I'm just trying to go back to like Roman times. Okay, here. I'll take. I'll take Jim's answer. All right, it is actually Prince Albert. When Prince Albert of Germany, I thought he was, thought he was famous for something else. I just want you to know, man, this show is about to just go downhill. Almost. If this is where we're at right now, all three of us are like FCC is like, yes, go ahead. I dare you very closely. I, all right, so we'll shut up. But yes, tell us more about your Prince Albert, we're piercing um, the ears of the listeners today, yeah. Jim. When yeah. Prince Albert of Germany got a tree for his new wife, Queen Victoria of England. The tradition took off. A drawing of the couple in front of the Christmas tree appeared in Illustrated London News in 1848. After that, people just started getting Christmas trees. Wait, wait, wait. So they didn't. So they were 150 or well, not really? 70 years. Wow. Wow. I would have guessed that was like. Roman times. When are you, Cherry? Yeah, well, I, was no, like, I thought oh, I just those figured, pagans. I just figured, you know? you know, Christmas trees have been around since Christmas. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, not uh, a lot of trees in Bethlehem. Be so a lot of people, a lot of people have to be very, very thankful for Prince Alberts. So that's yeah. awesome. So thank, thank you. <laughs> no comment. We'll just leave that right there. Keep it moving. Moving along. Moving along. Poor, poor Dana's like for real. Seriously. 
That's our compliance lady. Love you, Dana. You are awesome. Yeah, we can tell them we didn't talk about anything this week, and they're still going to have to listen to it. <laughs> All right. Before it's your fault. You wrote these questions, not us, okay? Let's just be completely transparent. Here. All right. So- Before 1931, Santa was portrayed to look more spooky than jolly until what company changed that with their holiday ad campaign? Coca-Cola. Bingo. Yeah, I would go with Coca-Cola, yep. yeah. That is it. In 1931, Coke hired illustrator Haddon Sunblum. I don't even know if I said that right. Who decided to depict Santa as a jolly old man for magazine ads. Next Greatest one. Santa ever, just FYI, just so you know, oh. as an adult, bad Santa, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. That's <laughs> oh, my favorite Santa, <laughs> by the way. You know, but, hey, um, Jim, you have a lot of clients, and I know that there are these mall Santas, and they make a pretty good deal. Yeah. I would imagine that's a pretty I, good I ha- I actually retirement have a side client. game. I have a client that until his passing, he was a mall Santa, and he had a business uh, that he would start after Thanksgiving, and he would go to all these Christmas parties, and that's what he was doing as a side gig. And he would be booked, especially in December. He would spend the entire day going from door to door, and he would make, I mean, thousands of dollars a weekend easily portraying Santa. So, uh, awesome. and, and he loved it. But he also was the guy that looked like Santa year round. So, like, he would go on cruises, and he was like, he'd had his, he'd have his like Santa trunks, and so he was really into it. And his wife hated it and the best part of it was <laughs> is she would get so angry and he's like you don't want none of that santa money then do you it, it was awesome but yes a lot of i did have a mall santa and then a santa uh side hustle guy as a client that's awesome. very cool it's right. sad when he passed it was mm-hmm. very sad but one for two what do we got all Brett? right next up rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Had first a very shiny a- nose first appeared in public when what company put him in an advertisement Ooh. uh hallmark yeah, no. Nope. How about? No, I don't want. It wasn't Disney. Who I had never. That? I had never heard of this place. Hmm. I don't or know. A then store. Let's, that, oh, it's a store. What's yes. that? What's that toy store up in TG&Y. New York? and Y. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, what KB Toys? It is no. the Montgomery Ward Department <gasps> Store. No, you wait, wait, hold on, stop. We got to stop the entire show because people almost wrecked their car just just right now. So hold on. You have no idea who Montgomery Wards is. You have no idea at all, Brett? Which is terrible because my parents worked in retail forever. Uh, Gotta ask, Jerry, do you have any clue Montgomery Wards? Uh, I mean, I know Montgomery Gentry, the country act. There we go. Okay, I got to tell you guys because we'll transition. My first credit card ever when I was in the Marine Corps was at Montgomery Wards. And I bought a stereo and I was blown away that they would sell me a stereo for like 200 bucks, let's say. And I just had to pay them 20 bucks a month, right? Now, here I'm a young Marine. So then after a couple of months, I'm like, well, why am I paying them? They don't know where I'm at. And I stopped paying them. That stereo, like six years later, cost me like $380 or $400. So my very first credit card and credit oops was Montgomery Wards. And it was like a... Think of Walmart before Walmart's time. That's what it was like. Guys. All right. So, um, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Uh, it says the Montgomery Ward Department store asked one of their copywriters to create a Christmas story for kids that the store could dis- use to distribute as a promotion. In the first year, they put out 2.4 million copies. <laughs> And in 1949, Gene Autry recorded the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Took off the rest know, pretty much history. from there. Wow. So, Very cool. The Christmas song, though, here, Jingle Bells, was originally a song for what day of the year? 
wait, it's a Christmas it, song. It was it wasn't a Christmas song originally. Jingle, Hold on. jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Hey, uh, I guess oh, mm, Thanksgiving. Did I get it? Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't know. Is it Thanksgiving? Okay, okay. Yeah. You're riding to uh, oh, grandma's, to grandma's house. house. Yeah, there yeah. we go. James Lord Pierpoint wrote the song called One Horse Open Sleigh for his church's Thanksgiving concert in the mid 19th century. Then in 1857, the song was re-released under the title Jingle Bells. Jingle All right, Bells. So let's TikTok this real quick because I think it's important. All right, here's a question for you guys. I will butcher singing, but I want you Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin, Robin laid an egg. egg. No, 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 don't sing. Don't, don't. I want you to finish it. <laughs> Robin laid an egg. Batmobile lost its wheel. Finish it, Jerry. And the Joker got away. Now, is that the one you agree with as well, Brett? I thought it was... Joker stole the bat. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm so there's now. an argument right now. Or do we have a Mandela effect going on? Ooh. Because every a lot of people believe Jingle Bells, Batmobile lost his will, and the Joker uh, got away. And, no, and the Joker did something, but it was like whatever it was. It's not the Joker got away. That was in the argument right now is are we living in another, for those of you who don't know, Mandela effects is the <laughs> convergence of two different universes to where we're dealing with crazy, whatever, metaverses, whatever you want to call these things. This goes back to and, uh, that flat earther that we played the audio from a few weeks ago. The sun mm, is not the sun for the same yeah, sun. Yeah, everyone everybody. has a different sun. But the point, <laughs> like, think, okay, Monopoly Man, with a monocle or not, guys, with a Monopoly guy. With. Yeah, of course. No, absolutely not. Go what? look at it right now. You're Google it right now. Who's got a computer? I've got someone. Yeah, Google right now. My pocket. I want a live Google right now. There's no way. Google the Monopoly Man, and I will hold off for you guys. Guys, this. Hang on. uh, Here we go. Who is this guy? No, I'm looking at one. Oh, actually, this is a post that says theory for Monopoly Man's monocle in the Mandela Effect Reddit. Okay, I don't. I I, so the point is kinds of things. the world says that now. Do I agree with you? Absolutely. Had a, mon, a, monoc, a monocle, right? Monocular. Jesus, Jim, help me. But <laughs> the world is saying it never did. Berenstein or Berenstein bears. Berenstein. Berenstein. That's what I say. Yeah, look it up. Ah, this I'm is telling you guys. Hey, listen. Wait, history is being rewritten. No, Adam Sandler did this whole. How monocle about this thing? No, no. Yeah, uh, Mr. Deeds, because the guy has the monocle and he's like, relax, the, Monopoly I man. No, listen. How about this one? Sinbad, the comedian. Oh, yeah, oh, the genie this. movie. That the genie exist. movie. Which is uh, Kazam. It was Shaq. They said it was Shaq, but all of us remember as being who? Sinbad. Sinbad. Yeah. I, no, it was Shaq. I don't remember Sinbad ever being All right, well, this is because you're young. You're in that. You're in the other universe. I saw you're that in us up. <laughs> <laughs> What else we right. got on trivia? All hey, right. here we go. We're all over the place today. <laughs> Which Christmas song has been recorded the most times? Ooh. Ooh, ah, uh, hold on. It's a, wait, it's a, no, hold on. Uh, Carol of the Bells. Uh, I want to go with something a little bit more, like, why would it be like Winter Wonderland or one of those, like, like you know, yeah, I'm going to go with like Winter Wonder or Santa Claus coming to town or something like that. I feel like it's got to be something that would be sung in church. That's a good point. It, yeah, it's sung in church, Silent Night. Jim, that's the worst. I'm hiding from him so he can't Brett, see it, me. Jim, the studio oh, is warm and Brett just took off his quarter zip. Uh, he's wearing his Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas is you That t-shirt. is awesome. I yeah, have no idea. I did it awesome. just for this show. The great yeah. reveal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Silent Night is the most recorded Christmas song in history. It has more than 733 different versions copyrighted since 1978. 
733 horrible versions of a song. That's awesome. <laughs> Got to be a good country song like that. Uh, uh, I don't know if anyone could pull that off, man. I mean, we'll it's like. To, look it up. We'll find it. Um, what else, Brett? Although it is unknown who invented eggnog, where is it believed to have originated from? Oh, man. This is uh, Belgium. Uh, Poland. Medieval Britain. Eggnog was an upper class luxury. Since they were the only ones who had access to milk, sherry, and eggs required to create the original version, monks in the Middle Ages added figs and eggs and called the drink posset, while the wealthy kept with the simple recipe and used it for toasts at big events. Research shows that the eggnog most likely became associated with the holidays due to the lack of refrigeration. It became a drink for the more common man in America because of the larger farming opportunities and more access to cows and chickens. Oh, okay. Wow. Now, I got to throw a little Antiguan info in there for you guys. So in Antigua, they don't do eggnog. And in a lot of the Caribbean places, they do punch the creme, right? That's what it's called. And let me tell you all, if you can get your hands on some of that stuff, drink it up because you want to talk about being merry, jolly, and not so bright, drink some of that stuff because it is made with probably three parts of rum to one part whatever yeah. the creamy stuff is, all and right. boy, is it but delicious. Here's more of a local tip. If you can find the, uh, I believe it's uh, Evan Williams makes an eggnog. Oh, it's delicious. Yes, yeah. mom did and that. Oh. Now, now. Put this Evan Williams, put that in your coffee on Christmas morning. You won't be holly and jolly all day long. So I can, <laughs> I can put Uncle in my James energy tip. drink? So, yeah. So <laughs> let's, just, let's just be very clear from our outside listeners. They eat a lot. <laughs> they have very, very, like not very proper jokes. And um, my God, do they drink too much. That's what the outside world is seeing about us right now. Listen, so one day a year we got to let loose. <laughs> Are y'all ready for more? Yeah, come on, please, come on. More trivia questions. According to the Electrical Safety Foundation, neglected <sighs> dried out Christmas trees cause 260 fires each year in America, causing how much in property damage? This uh-huh. is I'm a total go number. Uh, so how many years are we adding all this stuff together? No, it's, it's each, each year. year. Each One, year. Okay, each year, I'm going to go with fires. I'm going to go with $43 million of damages because of fires from Christmas trees. Okay, so I have seen, uh, some of my friends have actually used to host uh, Christmas tree burning parties after It's wild, right? I have seen Christmas trees go up, and um, I'm going to go lower than that, though, because I think most people will get them out of the house. I'm going to say 10 million. It is 16.4 million in property damage. An additional 150 fires are started because of holiday lights and other decorative lighting, resulting in an additional 8.9 million in property damage per year. Inspect your lights, people. But you guys remember, like, I mean, obviously me being significantly older than the two of you, but you still remember those big old bulbs that used to be on Christmas trees? Yeah. And, and like, if you were a kid, you'd bump into them. And I'm pretty sure hair's not growing somewhere from, like, the scorch (laughs) from those, right? I mean, like in all the tinsel that was on it. I don't know if that you guys were. That's more seventies. Yeah, tinsel was never something that Mama Payne wanted to clean up. We didn't really do any of that, that or the or the garland. Now, Jim, do you have anybody on your street doing like the big hologram setup for uh, Christmas lights? Yeah. So you know, I I don't want to throw this out here yet because I'm trying to get Mama Mama Fox to agree with this when I do this. But I really I'm going to put permanent lights in around the eaves of my home. Uh, this year, I'm going to do that. And, and if they do a great job, we're going to give them a plug on air because we want them to help a local business. But I want to do that mapping. I want to do that holograph, you know, where they like project on the house and it's like a whole show. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I've been pricing that out and it is not as expensive to do as you may think. You can pull it off for a couple thousand dollars. HOA is going to love that. 
Well, you know, the nice thing about RHA, they can barely survive right now, so they don't have the money to come after me. But um, does anyone in any of your neighborhoods do that? Like, there's a guy one neighborhood over, and he does it. And you, like, tune your car radio to a certain frequency, and it is awesome and the problem is is the neighbors hate it because people come in and they're sitting there waiting for this three minute show and it's like a nightmare does anybody do that up in the georgia no, area no, i don't have anybody local that does nope, it to me not my neighborhood either that's a florida thing i got you although there's the old lady across the street that has a killer light set up and i found this interesting the lady that has the best light set up in our neighborhood she only puts out lights between 8 30 and 9 30 at night so she can see it as she's doing it what it's going to look like and she's oh. been changing it almost every other night. Oh, wow. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it looks really good. Y'all Final trivia question. All right. According to Google data, which is the more popular Christmas dinner, turkey or ham? Uh-uh. Ham. I'm moving. I'm moving. It has to be ham. has to, has be, to ham. be ham. Turkey outranks ham. What? According to Google no, data. Outrageous. You know what? What about You know duck? what, man? These people need to leave our country. Anyone's <laughs> doing that. They got to leave because we the want war the on ham. Christmas. Yes, uh, you guys are worried about happy holidays versus Merry Christmas. I'm upset about ham. Ham needs to win. <laughs> are you serious? What was the yeah. percentage again? They just said that Google data came out. Oh, because they that lied. It's it's AI. It's not real. I'm telling you, <laughs> I did my own research, and by a 70% margin, ham wins. Both spike in Google data during the month of December, but in the past few years, Turkey has edged out ham as the favorite Christmas dinner. Do you guys know that. that there's oilless air fryers now, like outside? I think not, that might not, be what I'm getting for Christmas. My sister keeps pushing it on me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you've if you've never seen a drunk uncle try and uh, air fry a turkey, you you need to experience that, okay? Because that <laughs> it's unlike anything you've ever seen before. But you need to have listen. If you're gonna fry a turkey, man, you got to put your life at risk to do it, or at least property damage. You can't just like not have a. <laughs> you got to you can't do an air fried turkey. Be responsible with your fried turkeys. Of course, the fire departments always put out those videos of everything going up. <laughs> That's the real fire concern, not Christmas trees. <laughs> Agreed, 100%. Now, are you guys ready for American Christmas to wrap them up? Yes. Wrap up what it. I got for you guys? Okay. So did you know, these are two fun facts. Celebrating Christmas used to be illegal. From 1659 what? to 1681, anyone caught making merry in the colonies would face a fine for celebrating. The Massachusetts Bay Colony created the penalty for keeping Christmas. It was this thought. is why we got rid of the kings. Yeah, well, I'm thinking that party has just evolved to a new name, but no I won't taxation say that on there. without Christmas representation. <laughs> That's they said it. It was a dishonor to God, and the penalty for breaking the law was five shillings. Five shillings? I don't even know what a sh- shilling is. We've I know Kurt Schilling. <laughs> wow, really? I mean, but you're right. I mean, that forget the tea, man. Come on. Yeah. Now, Jim, I, I brought this last one just for you, and I think this is one of the coolest things I found. I didn't know this fact. You guys might actually already know this, so we'll see. During World War II, the United States Playing Card Company joined forces with American and British intelligence agencies to create a very special deck of playing cards. They distributed them on Christmas to the soldiers as a gift, but they also helped allied prisoners who were in German POW camps. When wet, individual cards could be peeled apart and reveal maps to escape routes wow. to safety. Wow, that's cool. That's code I, code I, I had no idea. never heard about this. Yeah, code talk. No. I mean, we always know like the like the whole the Germans and I think it was in World War One. The Germans and the Americans like they crossed the field and celebrated Christmas. Oh yeah, together, they played right? soccer. 
Yeah, and that kind of stuff. I mean, but, uh, you know, we've all heard that story, but I've never heard the playing card ones, never. That's pretty good. Very interesting. Yeah, I found that one, thought you guys might like it. All right, so we talked a lot about food on today's show, and uh, I want to bring this to your attention, Jim. You've seen Elf, haven't you? Love it, love it, love it, yes. All right, so there's a, it's 20 years of the anniversary of Elf, and so that's Will Ferrell. He's, you know, living up at the North Pole. He was, like, abandoned as a kid and grows up as an elf. There's a restaurant in Chicago that is now offering, it's like a brunch place, and you oh, can please get, tell me. yes, the spaghetti breakfast that uh, Will Ferrell prepares. So that Pop-Tarts? Pop-Tarts, marshmallows, oh, M&M's, syrup? candy, syrup, and they present it to you at 16 bucks mm. for uh, the Elf Breakfast. And what was his name? Love Buddy it. the Elf. Buddy. Buddy the Elf Breakfast. Jim, would you eat that? You know, it, I mean, honestly... For just so I can take a picture of it, I would have 100. <laughs> you and percent. all the but other you, Instagrammers out there, you and all but, the Instagram models. But you know who would? You want to tell you who would eat this? And and I mean, you guys have you've dealt with that curly hair little wild child many times. You got to see her and talk to her. There's no question. <laughs> little Miss River She's would eat it. it and love every minute of it. So yeah, and Hunter. Won't even eat a chocolate chip cookie. Half. So, I mean, there's a difference between the two. All so. right, so let's wrap this up with a little bit of financial straight talk. Really? Do we have to pop a pain? Come on. Do we have to, to really be serious? We got some time to kill, pal. All so, right, how much do we have? So we know how much. you got to tell me. we what got about we got? six minutes. Six so, minutes. Oh, guys, we tried. We tried. But there's always this one adult decision-making person in the family, and it happens to be <laughs> Jerry today. So please, Jerry, ruin our Christmas Obviously. by talking about finances. Go ahead. Obviously, Buddy the Elves, Spaghetti breakfast isn't a healthy decision mm, and that's not a go. healthy lifestyle choice what are the ingredients jim with our spaghetti <laughs> analogy that we've done so many times to oh, love it. a healthy retirement plan you gotta love it guys i mean kudos to mr Payne, who is always the rock doctor himself he can turn anything into a radio show so jerry Again, man, you never stop blowing me out of the water with this kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, first and foremost, you've got to make sure that if you're building a retirement plan, you need it to be healthy. And one of the most important parts of a retirement plan is making sure that you have a set amount of income coming through the door that's going to provide you with the ability to have the lifestyle that you want. You can go out, you can enjoy yourself, you can do the things you want to do. So you need that income that you don't have to worry about outliving. And that's so important. So that's number one. Number two, understand something. You've got a partner in your retirement. No matter how you look at it, it's not your beautiful wife or your studly husband. Who it is, it's Uncle Sugar. He's always looking around the corner trying to figure out what decisions are you making so I can tax you the maximum dollars. Mm. So you got to make sure if you want to have a healthy retirement plan, you got to make sure that you got a good tax plan to go with it because your little decisions can save you thousands and tens of thousands of dollars just based on how you access your money. Funny talking about having, you know, these ingredients, right? We had we had spaghetti, we had Pop-Tarts, and we had syrup, and we had <laughs> M&Ms, right? Well, a lot of times people come in and they say, you know, Jim, I've got a plan built, right? I mean, our, our the, the phone number we have has the word plan in it. And I sit down with them and I say, well, explain how this mess of ingredients is going to become a plan. And they say, well, I don't know how to do that. Hey, you got your 401k, Guys, you got your brokerage account. Yeah. If you're lucky, you got a pension, you got Social Security, but how does it fit? Yeah, how does it all work? 
together, right? What does it do for you? So you got to have a game plan, an investment plan, whatever it is. And that's one of the things that we do with everybody. We sit down. We want to make sure we understand how those ingredients will come together. So you're not eating the spaghetti with the Pop-Tarts. Instead, you're eating the spaghetti with the marinara that you love. And who knows? Maybe you like meatballs. We'll throw those in there, too. But you want to have a good plan of making the, the, the all the different aspects of your plan work together. Uh, I can't stress it enough. It is so important that you have the proper types of asset protection. Uh, you know, one of the things we glaze over a lot on this show is the sad parts of retirement. You get older, you start to need your family, you you start to, to diminish maybe, you know, cognitive abilities start to diminish and, and you've got to make sure that you have a plan so you can put yourself in a position where you can handle that transition from being independent to maybe needing some assistance, you know, that's important. We got to have a good way to protect those assets. So we're not basically getting our, our coffers robbed by nursing homes and things like that. Mm. And finally, guys, we're all going to die. It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, and it's so important. And it's the last bullet point on every client meeting that we have. Every new person comes through the door, even if they don't become a client, it's the last bullet point is to have a legacy plan. A lot of people call those estate plans. To me, it's a legacy plan. Each and every one of you have a different kind of goal that you're trying to accomplish. Each and every one of you have different situations. Some of you have multiple kids. Some of you have no kids. Some of you are going to leave your money to charity. Some of you guys are going to you know, try and spend it all. I don't know what you're going to do, but you've got to have a game plan on how when the time comes and the, and, and the good Lord calls you home that you're able to position your assets to go exactly where they go. Because if you don't have a plan, there's going to be a probate court that's going to do it for you. And the newest numbers that I saw last week, Jerry, is if you leave it up to probate courts, they are going to pilfer through at least 20% of your assets just trying to direct the money. Guys, you work too long, too hard for this. Have that game plan. You wrap all these things together, and it's all about having a solid plan. It's so important that when we sit down with somebody, they understand that that plan is crucial for you. It's not about rates of return. It's not about having the shiniest new object. It's not about having you know, the best dressed advisor. It's about having a game plan that you can understand. We say day in and day out, we want to make life so simple on you that you can write your retirement plan on a napkin. That's what our goal is. We want to make sure that you have that plan. And all you got to do, Jerry's going to give you the number in just a second, is pick up that phone. Let us know. We're here to help you start 2024, right? Get an appointment with us. Get through the door. We're not going to sell you anything. Come on through the door and let's get you on track because there's nothing worse in retirement than eating spaghetti, Pop-Tarts, m and <laughs> syrup, and all that other stuff. Let's have a good, healthy retirement plan, and let's not eat that other nonsense. All right. The only person happy about that kind of meal would be your dentist. River. Teeth. <laughs> yeah, well, River. River. Well, then your River's going to have to go to the dentist, and you just put braces on those kids, didn't you? No, they just came off. Oh, so congratulations to the kids. What a Christmas gift for them. They can feel I remember when I got my uh, braces off. You get that, like, you can feel your well, teeth. Well, it's just River. Hunter's again. still stuck with his. Oh, so River's still, River's the only He's playing one. trombone with braces? He is. Yes, sir. Man, what a trooper. All this right. is an excuse for milkshakes, man. That's all it was for me. <laughs> Good job. Uh, listen, this has been a fun time today, going through a little bit of Christmas around the world, a little bit of Christmas trivia. Jim, we talked about this year, you've been able to help so many people get to that retirement goal. You've grown the company. You've added some staff. You're in a new office. It's a great time to talk about your retirement. If you have questions, you want to get that healthy plan, give Jim Fox a call. Sit down with him and his team. 321-414-7526. That's the number that you can reach. Jim Fox, the financial straight talker himself in the Wadadley Financial Group. 321-414-PLAN or visit his website, getfst.com.
Jim.com. All right, we'll be back to normal, I suppose, in uh, 2024. Jim, I want to say thanks so much for another great year, pal. And uh, Brett, thanks for all the hard work. Thank you all for having me. And uh, Jim, I'll leave it up to you for a last word. Thanks so much, guys. You know, I have this thing I say every week. It's not recorded. I just sound like it's recorded every week. This week, we're going to do it a little differently. I want you guys to know how much we love and appreciate each and every one of you for listening to our show. We put a lot of love and our heart into everything that we do. We don't want to be those financial weenies. We want to be the people that give you the real financial straight talk. But Jerry is always so kind to say it's all about me. It's so important you guys understand. It's these two gentlemen that make me sound the way I do. They're the guys that I love and appreciate. We are the taco gang. We are the go out and drink beer (laughs) gang. Every time I come up to Atlanta, I absolutely love them. And without them, this show would not be possible. I would be insane not to point out my amazing staff, Michelle, Pam, Lucas, and John. Without them, you guys would be coming in here and I'd have your stuff balled up in a piece of paper and I'd be unwrapping to try and explain it to you. So all of these folks, all these people that give their heart and soul into not only the show, but into Wadali Financial Group and giving you the best service you can possibly have. I want you guys to know how much I appreciate and love them. You guys, as you get to meet them, you will understand why I love them so much. We are honored that you take the time to listen to us. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas and we look forward to seeing you in 2024. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business Wadadley Financial Group. Wadadley Financial Group is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through Impact Partnership Wealth LLC IPW, a registered investment advisor. IPW does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Wadadley Financial Group are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Wadadley Financial Group is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any government agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and complete Completeness cannot be guaranteed by Wadadley Financial Group.